This is the Shed End View podcast. Okay, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Shed End View podcast. Uh, and as you'll see, there's only two of us here today. There's usually three. Um, Ali's clearly got too big for his boots and is doing boxing podcasts and working for the BBC and does have time to uh, to associate with us uh, peasants down in, down in Uri anymore. Um, so uh, nice. Nah, he's unavailable at work, so he he can't be with us uh, for this episode. But you know, you know, I'm the brains in the brains in the operation anyway. So um, you know, as long as I'm here, we've got a guest. That's all that matters. And we're delighted to welcome uh, our first. I'm going to say confidently say first, and that will be more signings coming before the start of next <laughs> season. But our first signing, um, he's no stranger to a lot of you. Uh, still at Donnelly, um, signed last week, so it was great to have you on, Philly. Yeah, yeah. Thanks very much, Gareth, for having me. So we'll get stuck straight into it. Um, I mean, I have a few questions. I have a, I have a couple of questions that have been, uh, I wouldn't say sent in, but that, that, that I've gone and asked people, do you want to ask Philly a question? So um, we'll leave those for later. Right, no bother. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but the, so suppose firstly, I mean, you've obviously you've been at the club before, but it was a different club. I mean, you're, it was, say, as I was talking to you, whenever you, the day you signed, it was 10 years ago. Um, you know, so it's, it's a long time in life, a long time in football. But I mean, how, what sort of encouraged you to, to come back and, and sign for your A game? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I often, back then, whenever we were, as I said, 10 years ago, we were, we were flying. We were sitting top of the league. We were, I think we were maybe eight points clear. We seemed to have, you look around the dressing room, the players we had in the dressing room, you, you kind of had a good feeling about the whole year. And then ever since the club went, went the way it went, went but went bust. And ever since, I uh, kind of always had a feeling, you know, I'd love to go back. Just, I suppose, unfinished business in a sense, because, look, the boys went up uh, a couple of years ago from Newry. They went up um, from the Championship to the Premiership. And I kind of wanted to be part of that because I felt like that was left behind mm-hmm. in the in the first place whenever I signed back then but um, yeah I, I always had it. it it's not just that I just had nothing else to go for my God. it was always a, it was always a goal of mine to go back to Newry um, and I suppose Darren could tell you that numerous times I was at least I'd say five times maybe more close to signing I met him a couple of times uh, it was just very very close but I was I always wanted to go back. Just I suppose unfinished business. So yeah. the way I'm looking at it is, we wanna mm-hmm. we wanna get up in the Premiership next year, and that's that's the goal. Like. Yes, sort of probably interesting what you said. There's sort of unfinished business. So I probably said at the start that you know it's a different club, um, you know, and different obviously different people. There's a lot of the same people that are still around it, but I mean, I suppose you're saying there actually there's quite a lot of similarities in the in the two times you know because if it just for those maybe that don't know for maybe those that have only started supporting the club in the in the intervening period i mean we could beaten in a playoff by distillery to get to get promoted to the premiership that day and that season um won the intermediate cup won the mid-ulster cup um it was a it was a big it was a big season um and then obviously what happened happened the start of the next season so i mean i suppose yeah, we're in a very similar environment. I mean, I never really thought of it that way. I mean, is, do, you, do, you, do you sort of still see that sort of attachment nearly to the club? I don't want to say, you know, you were young in your career, you've been at Monaghan United and coming in your age. Do you, do, you, do you get that attachment even you the only that maybe there for a relatively brief brief period? Yeah, yeah, I kind of get that was me sort of, um, 
Although I was at Monon, um, I was at Dungannon too, them teams, but I, I sort of wasn't, I was only I was only young, I was only in, and then I went to Newry and I just completely, everything clicked, and I was starting, I was made feel completely at home straight away when I went in, and I was starting every game. Them other games, I suppose, at Monon, I was only 16, 17, I was obviously only be coming in and out, and then once I went to Newry, it didn't matter what age I was, Darren had full faith in me, and he was starting me every game with, with probably 20, 29, 30 year olds um, at the peak of their powers, and I was stuck in the middle of them at 17, 18. So I obviously felt, you know, something's right here, and it just felt right. I did feel at home, to be honest with you. It's probably a cliche, but a lot of people say that, but it, it did it did feel it did feel at home. Um, and ever since that, to be honest with you, like I didn't probably enjoy me football until I went, until I made that move to Newry. Um, I was probably still in the mode. Do I want to play soccer? Do I really want to give this? You know, I was because I, I always get like to fall back on. And then ever since I went to Newry, them times, although the club went bust, I got a re- really good feel for it. So that kind of gave me a stepping stone, you know, to go forward. I mean, looking at looking at sort of you know that Iranian period, obviously you you know, you had a really successful, really positive spell at Armagh City. Um, I mean, were you, you were involved in that Armagh team that that put Clintorn out of the Irish Cup? Is that right? Uh yeah yeah that's yeah what did we yeah uh, yeah I think what, that what, went to replay went to replay did it right right it was the thought was one were right 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 I think it got sacked um very soon afterwards I think and, and around that yes, time yes yes that's right yeah um but I mean you had a successful period there and then obviously you know you you ended up going to Warren Point and and you had a couple of spells at Warren Point and particularly. Probably the second spell under Stephen McDonnell, um, Irish Cup semi final, um, and you know I think anybody that remembers that will know what was a, a chance missed for one point. You know, with the greatest respect to Ballon Mallard, you're playing them in the championship team in the semi final, and you'd have been favourites to win. Just I remember talking to you after after that game, and it just didn't click that day for whatever reason. But in terms of just sort of your your, your I mean, what's been setting aside that you know obviously the second year spell hasn't started yet so to speak and I mean, but setting aside the first one what's been the sort of you know the most uh what was the most pleasing part of your, your career you know between Arma and Warren Point what where have you felt sort of where you've been at, at the, the pen of the best of your ability um well I I, I I suppose I taught at Arma um I taught at Arma I was playing the best of my ability and then then I, I did go to Warren Point on the on their Stevie um and I, I probably owe Stevie a lot um, I thought the I think the second or the first sorry the first season there with Stevie. Um, I thought that was probably where I where I played my best football, yeah. and I think Stevie would tell you that himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. he had full faith in me. He was just every game you were playing, you armor in the shoulder if the thing wasn't going well. Um, just St- Stevie was. I was probably. I where was I think I was at Lurgan at the time. I took just. Mm-hmm. Went to Lurgan because at the last spell at Warren Point wasn't sort of happy with the way things worked out that time. Yeah. Stevie yeah. just phone call straight away. I was I was his first signing at Warren Point mm-hmm. under his spell. So um, you know that I think that's probably when I was at the sort of peak of my powers then. But at Armagh, um, probably played some very good stuff then. But albeit we were we were probably sitting mid table sort of championship. We we got up to third um, position, but. I often felt that we needed just a couple more, 
couple more players and we could have we could have went up. Um, I don't know if the club really really backed us in a sense to really go up. Yeah. Um, but us as players, we were fully focused. We could do it. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely think under Stevie Mack was probably the, the the most enjoyable. I was I was playing football. The one thing I noticed about under Stevie, um, I mean you were you're playing probably further, slightly further forward. Than, than I would have seen you play previously. So I would have maybe seen you play sort of in the, in the not necessarily in the middle of the park, but like an advanced midfield role. But you're playing, you know, a lot of times you're playing very much up top for, for Warren Point. And it was a success because you were scoring goals, you were you were you were making chances for other people, you were getting on the end of things. Um but the thing I noticed about you was that you seemed to be physically Physically, you'd filled that you'd filled out, and I don't want to. I don't mean you turned into a man, Philip, <laughs> but I mean, you, you certainly, I mean, there was no, um, I don't think you ever had any issues with the physical side of the game, but you certainly looked like you knocking boys were bouncing off you, you know, rather than maybe all the way around. Is that something, yeah, you know, did that did the Gaelic sort of the conditioning sort of play a part in that, or was that a was that a set sort of right? I need to bulk up a wee touch here. Yeah, well, I I suppose I always had it in my head to look when you're small in stature, you need to make up for it in I suppose in other in other senses. So um the year the year before Stevie signed me, um I actually done my cruciate. Um so I did um I done that I done that actually in a in a Gaelic League match. Um and then that was a year before Stevie signed me. And I suppose when everyone does their cruciate, they always think the worst of I'll never come back to this. Um, probably that year out was the best year of my life because um, I could get to a gym you know I could get to a gym I could just put my whole heart and soul into getting back put, put I suppose put a bit of beef on put a bit of size on um, you can't really do that when you're training maybe three four nights a week yeah. when yeah. you're playing in season and ever since that it was just about maintaining it after that once I went back um, Stevie noticed it straight away whenever we went for the photo shoot he was like whoa like, what have we got here like I wasn't expecting this like, <laughs> 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 then uh, I, I was actually worried like I was thinking will I be, will I be fit to carry this about because like, it's mm-hmm. probably an extra couple of kilos on yeah. um, but look it's it it worked it worked in my favour different way things I was playing midfield under Stevie at the start mm-hmm. And he said, "You're, you're physically, very physically fit to go up, up top here on your own." And he started putting me up top on my own. That's probably only when you're up there on your own you start to, you know, I suppose nail defenders on, hold yeah. them off, yeah. stuff like that. And then you just start to get get into it, and it just everything just clicked in. So, but it was always in me in me head to, you know, you need to bulk out because you can't rely on, can't be getting through about when you're when you're 25, 26, you know, so. So is it something that I mean I know you're good friends with uh, with Darren Noonan haven't haven't played with him um uh, or man probably and Lurgan Celtic probably as well um yeah. I mean you had fancier chances of pinning and rolling him I mean he's 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 he's, a bit, uh, he's, he's, he's yeah. sort of built, he's built like my finger you you yeah. easy wouldn't it <laughs> yeah I wouldn't need I wouldn't need an extra few kilos on to torn him like I'm on. <laughs> I'm on a, as a trailer on the back of him touring him sometimes. <laughs> I hope I'm, I'll make sure I tag him on all our social media. Yeah, books, yeah. So he watches us over in Australia. Good to see you, Dad. He'll, he'll expect nothing less. Ah, well, I, I hear he'd be the first one to dish it out. Um, Absolutely. I mean, obviously, I suppose then if we're, we're sort of doing this chronologically in, in terms of your career, um, obviously that spell with Warren Point and then 
you talked time about um your club down your Gaelic club down Mon Mon Black Black Hill, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you were obviously successful with them. You had a, you won a, won a junior championship with them. Um and then Yeah. Go on ahead. We were not yeah, junior championship and we went on to win the Ulster as well. So that was it was a that was a successful period then. I mean that obviously led yeah. to being selected for the Monaghan senior panel, which I mean, it's, it's no easy feat because, you know, Monaghan have always obviously been one of the top teams in Ulster for a number of years. I mean, you know, that obviously led you to, to sort of focus more on the GEA as, a, as opposed to soccer and take take a break. Um, I mean, how did that go? I mean, you know, it's obviously, it's, it's, a, it's difficult to establish yourself into such an established county. Um, but how did that go for you? How, how did you feel it went? Were you glad you got that opportunity? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, here. I suppose when you're from uh, Monon down as well, big big Gillick counties, and um, once them opportunities come about, you can't really turn your nose up with them in a sense. Although I was playing soccer most of my career, mm-hmm. it's always in your head. I wonder, I wonder what it's like. I wonder what the setup's like. I wonder, you know, you kind of just be curious. And um, so once I sort of got the call, um, it was it kind of it kind of was a no-brainer. Like, but look, then again. We get the call down here. We still have to go and do trail matches. It's not as if you get the call, you're on the panel. You, you know, you, you have to do trail matches again. I suppose the other boys is called up. So um, there was a wee bit of work involved to get on it. But I had I had sort of Stevie Mac told, um, you know, towards that end of the season, I was trying to manage both. Yeah. And it was impossible. It was just... Maybe those one week I done seven seven nights, so between seven eight seven days a week, uh, between training and then games and then I just had a, a pulse TV just one Tuesday night and I just basically said this I can't go on like this and he's look he, he was hundred percent back of me he didn't want to just see me quit all at that stage yeah. I was just like I can't cope with any of this so I just want to take a break from the whole lot but. He just said, "Look, had a good chat with him. Numerous chats, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah, I couldn't turn I couldn't turn it down. And I'm look, I'm glad I, I'm glad I, I I did it. I probably put in the effort and stuff. But as you say, it's very hard to get into that setup and such an established county. Um, you're probably coming in. You need to be, I don't know. You'd need a you'd need to be, I suppose, a Conor McManus or someone there coming into that to get the starting straight away and stuff. You know, you it's." That it's that much of a step up, but I don't think people realise the the commitment level of yeah. the Gaelic county teams. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's even, like, I think back to the likes of either down all Ireland winning teams. You had James McCartan was playing. You know, I think probably afterwards went and played for Glenavon, and Peter Withnall played for Cliftonville and Newry. Um, but you know, there were probably those days where you. It was maybe frowned upon, but but you could manage manage the two. Um, whereas now you say the level of commitment, particularly for both sports, but particularly GEA for an amateur sport, has gone absolutely through the roof. I mean, seven nights a week, you, you know, you, there's no way you can you can cope cope with that week on week in week out, is it? No, you know, you could you couldn't cope, you couldn't you couldn't cope with that. Like the commitment level, like there's times where we're getting up at six o'clock in the morning to do gym sessions, maybe do training maybe later on that evening or you know just you no one would even realize it but see at the time like you you probably think oh no i'll not do that that that'll not last like but this is religious this this stuff does last like it's not just a, a month off and um, but 
some and whenever I suppose whenever the Gaelic gets back, whenever all the counties get back playing, them things will still happen. Like so, some of them boys to give ten years of their life with children, wives, whatever they have. You know, it's 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 I know it's crazy how they, how they manage it for so long. But so if- I I actually thought the soccer. Training Tuesday, training horse, uh, match Saturday. I was thinking, this is the right commitment, but not like, <laughs> like when you see when you see what these boys be at. Like. So if if Darren sends you sends you a message and says, rightfully, I want evidence of you doing a six a.m. training session, he's gonna get short <laughs> short shrift then. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Change the a.m. to p.m. or something, or <laughs> vice versa. Like. Um, I mean, just in, in your sort of from a, a personal perspective, uh, I believe you get, you get married sort of towards the end of last year. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, got in February last February. That, that, so you got it. You got it in before any lockdown or any restrictions then. Yeah, yeah. We we actually we we had a plan too. Um, we had we had a plan to a good while. Obviously, we weren't we weren't saying too much because just the two of us sort of going out and we were getting it done. We were planning to come back and having a big do when we came back. Yeah, we were going out. Uh, we were heading for heading for South Africa, but I had to go through Dubai Airport. Um, a lot of people wearing face masks. And mm-hmm. We were a bit oblivious to what's going on here. Like you know, they obviously were a bit wee bit more up to date than us. We were just going on about our business and. Yeah. That was all right. Then we went to South Africa, came back. Um, once we came back, two weeks later or whatever it was, it was and nearly every person in the airport was wearing these masks. And we were like, what is, what's, we heard a wee bit of it, but we didn't think, we thought it was just, you know, you hear stuff in the news, you didn't yeah. think it was going to kick off this much. We were just worried about our, our party back home. We were like, we have a party organized here in two or three weeks' time. Mm-hmm. We came back home and, my ones collected us at the airport and they were they were over the moon to see us and we were we were so oblivious to this because we were living the life for maybe three weeks. We were out in middle of safaris doing whatever, then got married too and we sure we had no phone, no no internet in some parts. It was it was class for us. Yeah. Once we came yeah. back, it was just bang, everything locked down one week after we came back, and ever since that. We're still trying to get this party sorted, and we can't get it sorted. So, if if there's ever going to be a, a way to test out whether you're compatible, it's uh, getting married, coming straight back, and going into a sort of year long lockdown. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm presuming everything's everything's going well so far. Then everything's going well so far. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. So here, if it's if it's going well in, in the middle of a lockdown, we're yeah, playing. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, looking at uh, obviously you're sort of um, we're, we're peering into the future here, we but um, because we don't know obviously when we're going to start for the new season. I mean, I suppose from speaking to Darren and you know your general sort of consensus is that we'll, we'll start the new season as and when it's meant to start. You know, and sort of you be pre-season sort of June, July. Um, I'll probably be training before that anyway. But proper pre-season friendlies with the idea of starting the league in August. I mean. How sort of unusual, you know, you've 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 obviously signed for you've signed for Armagh and you you played for you know Dungannon and Warren Point and, and Lurgan Celtic and then you're again. So you've moved clubs, but you're obviously only generally moving clubs in the summertime or the January transfer window. And I mean, so you're moving in March, which is just an odd sort of scenario. And then you know, at least you think, well, you know, you can come straight into training, you're not doing that. 
is it like but is it on the flip side that is the positive that you know you know a lot of the boys that you're coming in to play with the to train with and and to sort of form, form that bond with sort of straight away it should, shouldn't be too difficult for you yeah, no, it shouldn't be difficult at all. Look, even if it was the case where the season was on and I was a free agent and I signed in between two weeks of the season starting, I, I would still it would still be the same for me because yeah. there's any amount of the boys I know once. I got added into the group chat there a couple of weeks ago and some of the names, you, you know... In a, some of the comments. <laughs> some of the comments. You played with them or played played against them. Like, um, I played with Dale, Dale Montgomery at Armagh, like, and that seems... That seems ages ago, you know, but it's not it's not that long ago. And then obviously you say Dara Noonan, then Engine at Warren Pint, Moner at Warren Pint, and then I suppose a lot of the other boys, Mark Mark as well at Warren Pint. Mm-hmm. And then I suppose the other boys you're always playing against them, so you kinda of get to know them and stuff. So no, it, it's it's strange signing in, in March because I suppose you always wait to maybe the middle of the season just to open up your options and stuff. But yeah, I was just I was set on signing for Yuri and that was that was that I mean looking at um, I mean, one of the questions that we got in and I'll tell you who it's from I'll maybe, I'll maybe text you and tell you afterwards it's don't, <laughs> don't, don't worry it's not, a, it's not a real deep meaningful one but I suppose I mean I probably touched on earlier the, the supporters that maybe you know we've actually probably gained quite a decent support since the club reformed you know I suppose when yeah. you're winning games at any level the, the, the attendance is always always built up so maybe a lot of people didn't didn't see you um, the first time you were at the club so and I'm sure you developed and, and we all will have, have watched you you have developed and changed as a player over those that period if you could describe yourself if you could pick a player to sort of liken yourself to um, and 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 don't and don't be don't don't be shy and don't be don't be don't be, don't be de- show your confidence here. Um, if you could, if if somebody hadn't seen you before and you could say, well, I sort of I try and play like such and such. And if you say Titus Bramble or something, I'm just gonna go, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? But if there's a player you could sort of liken yourself to, who who would it, who would it be? Um, well, I suppose this hasn't this probably not coming from me, but I suppose. Whenever um, a lot of people would have said um, Coutinho, whenever, but I'm only going to say that whenever he was at Liverpool because he's gone to the dogs now lately. So, yeah, so, um, yeah something, I suppose something like that in that number 10 role, you know what I mean? So, um, always looking to, I suppose, find gaps in the kind of past that no one else maybe can see. Um, and then goals, goals on top of that. So, that probably got that compliment a good few times now. In fairness, the person the person that said it to me, um, or that that uh, told me to ask you the question, um, he's a he's a fellow Liverpool fan. You're a Liverpool man, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Another another one of the club I'm United fan. <laughs> out loud. Um, but uh, I, I, the, the names that were brought up were uh, Luis Garcia, which is obviously a bit of a blast from the past. You know, a, a, a past. Yeah. But the other one was David Silva, which I was going, yeah, I can see that. Now, my response was, I guarantee he picks a Liverpool player or somebody associated <laughs> with Liverpool. And to be fair, Coutinho, actually, as somebody who's watched you for a long time, Coutinho and that style of play fits, fits the bill perfectly. But as yeah, you say, yeah, I've got, I've, I've got that a few times. Yeah, yeah, not the, not the Barcelona one. <laughs> I mean, um, you look, I suppose, towards, just what we touched on there, you know a lot of the players, you know, either haven't played with them Played against them, um, you know the club, uh, comfortable settling in period and things like that. I mean, it's an obvious question. It's probably a, a question that I ask every sort of new signing, so to speak. Um, 
you know, Darren's obviously looking, he's talked about bringing in quality over quantity um, in terms of acquisitions for the start of the new season. Because I think, you know, just need probably those two or three, we, you know, extra sort of bits of quality to, to strengthen the starting 11. I mean, providing obviously, aside from yourself, those, those players come in. I mean, I suppose that's an obvious question and it'll probably be an obvious answer, but what do you see as, you know, the, the possibilities of this team? It goes without saying, you played in the Premiership and you want to be back there and it's a Premiership level team, but the way things have gone, is it is it a realistic that, you know, should we be positioning ourselves as title favourites maybe next season? Um, yeah, no, look, when I, when I was signing, I tried, uh, I tried my best to get information off there as to, who is this this quality over quantity? Who who are these? It's you. It's you. Not here. <laughs> he didn't tell, he didn't give me too much more information after that. Like, he, he said there was a there was a few he was talking about. I don't know who he's talking about. He just assured me that there was quality. He was talking to quality over over quantity. So, but look, I suppose you're. I don't want to say. I don't want to say favourites because you don't know what other teams is at too, you know. So, um, but look, you're definitely, you definitely want to be up there. If if Nuri don't have aspirations to sit around, don't want aspirations to go on and win the league, then you know why are we, why are we getting excited about the league starting again if we don't want to go on and win it? We don't want to just go out and just enjoy our football again. Like enjoying football is all right when you're when you're maybe. Suppose coming through the ranks or whatever, but when you get to this this level, you need to be you need to be obviously enjoying it, yeah. But you need to be aiming for promotion. You need to be enjoying them them moments. Like so, I can't see nothing short of of promotion, and that's just that's just with the team that's there at the minute. There's enough there now to to win that at the minute. Nevertheless, if Darren wants to sign an extra three or four quality players, great. But there's definitely enough there at the minute to win it, even. I mean, just just sort of lastly, um, just a sort of question. I was just thinking of it's quite topical at the minute. We touched on it earlier about your time with Warren Point in the Irish Cup and uh, the Irish Cup semi final. Um, I remember sitting in the sort of what is now the gym at Milltown, but it was sort of where the players would go in afterwards, the TV there, and it was after I think it was after the quarter final, so the draw was made. Yes. And you're drawn against Ballon Mallard, and I mean, you know, I was made. I was told not not to put this anywhere at the, at the time, but there was a cheer. You know, the the players jumped, jumped about in celebration because it was without a shadow of a doubt the best draw you could have got. Yeah, whatever happened, just it, it just never clicked that that particular day. Given this season, obviously, you're one of the teams that have pulled out of the Irish Cup, and you know they've always been of that stance and stuck to their principles the whole way through it. You know, going, we want elite status. If it hasn't been granted, we're not just going to roll out and play play a game here and go away to learn who we're drawn against, and end up maybe in potentially in the end of a hiding and all the rest. But from a personal perspective, um, and looking at you, know, you presumably back in the Irish Cup next season, and providing everything, you know. Touch wood, but providing everything goes yeah. back to back to plan, it, you know, you talk about unfinished business earlier. Irish Cup is from a personal perspective, you'd love to take that next step and play an Irish Cup final. And you know, Nuri maybe have a wee bit of sort of a point to prove after what's happened this year. Is that something that you know you you, you can couple that sort of maybe a, a run for promotion with a run in the Irish Cup as well? Oh yeah, what what is that? Look, when we were when we were on that run in the Irish Cup. The buzz around around the place. Look, the league's league's great and all the rest, but 
something about winning winning a trophy, I suppose at Warren Pine, you know, you're sitting what mid table towards rally you're you're never gonna are you ever gonna win the league? Mm. You know, mm. you did want to be a lot of investment to win that. Like but yeah. we were sitting yeah. there thinking we we genuinely could go on and win this. Like but maybe we just took our eye off the ball. I don't know what happened. We we did get a few it's probably no excuse. We did get a few niggly injuries and in, in the week the two the two weeks before training or something like that. Got a few niggly injuries, different ones was out. I I was out, um, a few other ones was out, but we were we were that much of a buzz, we were that much of a high. We were like, Oh, nothing's gonna stop us playing, no injury was gonna stop you playing. Um we probably we probably went into that a wee bit too overconfident. We were sitting in the dressing room before the game and I remember just looking around and everyone was quiet and there wasn't the same buzz about when we were playing maybe bigger teams and stuff in the Irish Cup before. Um, that's that's a game probably none of us want to ever remember. But yeah, yeah. in terms of Yuri, yeah, look, I suppose my experience um, engine as well, I'm, I'm, few, I'm sure a few other the lads there have all went on runs in the Irish Cup and there, there's nothing like it. So it, I think it gets more fans about it. People start to talk about mm-hmm. this cup run and they start maybe jumping on the bandwagon or something and the fans seem to come out a wee bit more for cup matches than they do. Um, and then if we, if Nuri gets drawn again, a premiership team, everyone loves to see the underdog win. So look, that's, that's a buzz in its own playing, playing as underdogs too. Like, so that's probably they come to beat, beat us in the end up. Like, I mean, just, just the very last, I mean, you touched on there sort of supporters and the supporters coming out and um, you're absolutely right. Irish cup games and, particularly sort of the, the fifth round, it's always in January. So, you know, a three o'clock kickoff by halftime, it's pretty much dark. And, yeah. you know, it just tends, under the floodlights, it always tends to be a wee bit of extra atmosphere, certainly from a supporter's perspective, I'm sure it's the same for the players. Um, I mean, you obviously, I'm sure you know a lot of the fans and, you know, you'll be, see a lot of familiar faces and a lot of, you know, the old boys that sort of stand in the same spot at the showgrounds for, <laughs> for, for every game, um, including Mada, who stands behind the opposition goalkeeper's goal and shouts at him all the time. You'd have plenty of experience. I've, I've, I've heard him shouting at me a few times, actually. <laughs> well, here, you'll, be, you'll be glad to know you'll now be his absolute favourite. You'll be, if you weren't in your shirt, <laughs> fine. You've all that, all that in the past now. Um but I mean, I suppose if you had a had a message for for supporters, I mean, Nuri, I always say, you know, yes, we've a, we've a bigger support than maybe some other clubs in, in the area and some other some prem, some other Premiership clubs as well. Um, but relatively speaking, it's a it's a relatively small support, but it's a it's a it's a it's a loud support. It's a it's a you know very vociferous and it's pretty hardcore and they sort of they stick together. I mean, have you any sort of message for them? I mean, it'll be it'll be obviously they just want to get back and watch football you just want to get back and play in football are you, are you looking forward to the time when the two of those sort of meet yeah yeah like I, I I actually still want to find out who that who that supporter is from Yuri that he's baldy and he, he battering this drum flat out during <laughs> game that's Kevin brother that's I was going off in a game there or walking past him at half time or something again and he was giving this drum <laughs> he was giving this loads right in front of me and I was thinking who is this oh here but look when he's on your side you know it's alright again but when he's on your side so yeah look up look I can't wait for I can't wait to be playing in front of that once you're playing in front of fans you look at the the matches now the English Premiership no fans there it's, it doesn't 
it's not not the same feeling. Mary do play a lot of their games on Friday nights as well, so hopefully there'll be a lot more supporters coming out then too. Um, but yeah, no, looking forward to playing playing in front of that. I've played again them, and they're they're not nice to play again, but they'll definitely be nice to play to play with. That's for sure. Yeah, I think I think that's a perfect a perfect way to end it. You've you've pretty much summed up <laughs> the Yuri support. I mean, as a Yuri supporter myself, I can totally understand uh, why it would be really annoying to be playing uh, against a a a Yuri team with some of the head the balls we have uh, we have to support us. Well, we were actually we were actually coming we were coming to a game of more on pint again Yuri one time we were coming up just the, the motorway there and those people walking from Yuri to Warren Pint yeah. and bottles of beer and we were driving past and sure us being us we were out the window giving them loads and they were giving us loads on the way back like just pure crack like you know so we're not short of that yeah that was the, yeah. the boxing day game in the in the premiership um that's right yeah yeah uh, yeah there was a few of the boys actually walked there's actually a couple of Warren Point fans in that as well. Um, the walk right. from the showgrounds to Milltown on uh, for a fundraising thing. Uh, and Madaw was one of them. He he walked. Right. I think he had to start off about three hours before everybody else <laughs> just to make sure he got the match in time. And <laughs> luckily that day, you probably didn't hear him shouting because he was too wrecked by the time he walked up the road. But yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, there'll be a there'll be a loud bunch, but you know, as you say, yeah. when, when they're on your side, it's a it's a lot, lot easier when than when they're against you. Exactly. Yeah. Fully, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, I have no doubt that when you score your first, second, or third hat trick, um, of the of, of of the next season, that we'll have you back on again. We'll we are we'll holding your match balls. <laughs> well, if Willie Young, hopefully so, yeah. But like, it was a pleasure having you on, and uh, thanks very much. And we'll speak to you again soon. Looking forward to seeing you play. Yeah, lovely. Thanks very much, Gareth. Thanks for having me.